you don't get any anything without working hard and and you can't be afraid to to get your hands dirty you know physically and philosophically like like i'm still cleaning toilets and you know like i'm still in the trenches i'm still dealing with asshole tenants that are there's always one or two you know and and yeah there's there's some bad things but you know even if you own a 7-Eleven or whatever you're in, whatever business, maybe you work for a company, there, there's always, people always say, oh, isn't it terrible? You get all these bad tenants. Yeah, but it doesn't matter what you do or what business you're in, there's always drawbacks. You know, and for me to be able to work for yourself and to get 100% of the, of the benefit of, of 100% of your work, to me is, is, is the best thing for, for you that then, you know, but you know, it, it depends on your temperament too. Like some people like to make sure they have their, their check every month and they got to know that their bills are going to be paid. Welcome to Real Estate Deal Closers with Annette Talee, where we focus on the deals. Our guests are real estate closers who will share in detail the whole process from finding a deal to closing it, as well as strategies and tips to help you do the same. Here's your host, Annette Talee. Welcome to another episode of Deal Closers. I am your host, Annette Lee, and today I have a very, very special guest, Stacy Borger, and he is my mentor. I don't know if I ever told you, Stacy, but I am so very grateful that you decided to take a chance on an eight-month pregnant lady and hire her to manage your first <laughs> multifamily property out of state for you. <laughs> well, it's it's. I'm glad to be here and I'm excited that you're going to become the new Oprah of the uh, real estate uh, podcast world. <laughs> uh, you are so uh, kind. Uh, learning um, experience, so it's good. For, for people that don't know Stacy, he's the most uh, sweet and fair person that I've ever worked for. And, you know, I learn from you every time. Uh, at the beginning, I called you every day five times a day <laughs> to ask you questions. But I think now that I've been working for you for, I don't know, eight years, I, you know, I barely call you. you sometimes you call me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's working out great. It's good. Thanks. Yeah. So let me tell you a little bit about Stacy. He was born and raised in Regina, Canada. He has been married for almost 30 years and has two adult children. He has a Bachelor of Arts degree with a political science major from the University of Regina. His father was a contractor and together with his mother owned and managed rental properties. He enjoys playing sports and being active in the outdoors. Stacy currently owns and successfully managed about 100 residential doors with his wife's help. Most of his properties are in Regina where he lives, but he also owns property in Vancouver, Long Island and Ocean Ridge, Florida. He is still at actively managing his rental properties. That is very impressive. Well, thank <laughs> you. Tell everybody how did you get into real estate? Tell, tell us a little bit about you. So, real estate kind of was the family thing. It was kind of before it was cool, but Back in, geez, it probably was the 70s. My my parents bought uh, some rental properties. My my dad was a contractor most of the time, and things would get slow in the off season. So what what he kind of did was uh, to keep 
himself busy and some of his workers, uh, he would buy a wrecked house, you know, and then he would either flip it or, or rent it out. So he kind of did that when I was a, really young. And so I kind of grew up uh, seeing parents with rental properties. And uh, I kind of did construction as a kid, you know, like any kid, you work in your parents' business, whatever that be. And so I learned construction kind of uh, had to, I guess, is the thing. And, you know, and, and my mom was managing, you know, cleaning apartments and I was going as a little kid and I was pulling weeds in the, in the front yard when I was really little. And I don't know, it just kind of was natural for me to, to get into real estate. And I always kind of wanted to work for myself and it's a great way to work for yourself. Uh, as opposed to having a job working for somebody else. So that's kind of how I got, you know, anointed as a kid, I guess, is the start. <laughs> and when did you buy your first property? Uh, so my first property I actually bought when I was 18 years old. Um, wow. Yeah, it was, uh, it was kind of exciting. I knew I wanted to buy a house. Uh, it was actually right beside my grandparents' house, so I knew the house. It was a wrecked house. Um, and I was able to, to buy it. And I, even my first one, I, you know, I'd already worked construction. I tried to renovate it, but it was hard. I it was, it was good to have, you know, my dad to help me a little bit, you know, I actually couldn't do the mudding properly. It was really tricky. Uh, but you know, we get it done and you learn. And, uh, so I got one and, and made a little bit, I rented it out right away. I, I made, you know, a little bit more money than what the mortgage payment was. Um, and you know, kind of got started there. That's awesome. I wish I started when I was 18. <laughs> I started when I was what? 30 something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The deal. All right. So today we're going to talk about a specific deal. So tell me a little bit about your deal. What type of property? Where is it located? Um, tell me about it. Okay. Well, the, the deal we'll talk about is is uh, my 16-unit apartment in Ocean Ridge, Florida. And um, it was real exciting because it was a big deal for me. It was, it was a bigger unit than I'd ever bought before. Uh, I'd only up until that point done like four plexes and five plexes and, you know, it's a lot of single family houses, but so it was bigger than I'd ever done before. And it was out of state. So it was, um, a new game for me. So I, you know, I didn't live there. I didn't have any contacts there other than my cousin was lives, lives in South Florida and he was a big help. Um, and, uh, but the time was right. It was, uh, 2013 I believe and the market really sucked in South Florida there which was good for me because I knew I mean it didn't take a rocket scientist to know that Florida is a great place to be and live and people want to be there especially when you live north like me it's uh, everybody loves the sandy beaches so oh, I'm getting sidetracked but anyways uh, <laughs> sorry. The, the deal is a 16 unit apartment um, I wanted to buy something in South Florida and I was just a matter of finding the right one. So 
Okay, so how did you find this deal? And how long did it take you to find it? Uh, Well, I came, I flew down there and I was staying at my cousin's and he had a a real estate agent that he had used before, Angela, she's awesome. The best real estate agent I've ever dealt with. And that says a lot because I've bought over like 40 some properties. So anyways, she's she's awesome. Happened to stumble on her, which was great because she's got unbelievable negotiating skills. And I can't say enough good things about her, but anyways, um, but it was really up to me and my cousin, Brad, who we, we enjoy driving around neighborhoods, looking at things. And he knew you won't, you don't want to be on this side of the tracks. You, you, you gotta be over here. And, and we had basically it was through, you know, MLS, uh, listings, realtor.com. And, um, we just had a bunch of buildings. I kind of knew how much money I had to work with. I wanted a big enough property that I could eventually have a property manager manage it. And I knew that only having like a, a duplex or something smaller doesn't really pay the bills as far as having a property manager. You can do it, but it's, I wanted something bigger. I wanted something, you know, the next step, I guess. So that's uh, how I started looking for it. Um, and uh, I guess to continue on with that is, is, is we looked at a few places. There was one in Flamingo Park that was for sale, a big, you know, 16 or 18 unit. And we we're thinking about that. And, and we went to this one in Ocean Ridge. And uh, I, I always seem to buy wreck places because <laughs> uh, you get a better deal. And I guess I'm sucker for punishment. But I, yeah. I kind of like rec places. I, I don't know why. It just it's been my what I've done my whole life. Um, so, you know, the roof was coming in on a couple plate, a couple apartments, and there was a few that were rented, so there was some cash flow. Um, but the location, you know, when you're steps to the ocean, a beautiful beach, um, that really, to me, uh, kind of was. A, a positive and also it was bank owned it was owned by the bank so you know they got to sell it you know um and i like that too you know so did you find it on the mls yeah it was listed through through the mls yeah okay. it wasn't uh hidden anywhere it was in plain view there was lots of property for sale like you could have your pick there was banks weren't loaning money you know so it was people couldn't really sell places. And I, I was in the fortunate position where I had, you know, been doing properties for quite a number of years and I had equity built, built up and I was able to refinance my properties at home and get a large chunk of cash because you need cash when you're buying a rec building, you know, uh, the banks aren't going to give you any money or, and you're not going to get insurance on it. Right. So you kind of had to take a risk, you know, which, uh, it's always a little bit of a risk, but when you've been doing it for 20 or 30 years, you kind of get used to the risk and it's just kind of was the next step for me. So, and it made it exciting for me too, cause it was a big enough project to, I don't know, sink my teeth into, you know, something exciting. Absolutely. And so what was the listing price and how much did you end up getting it for? Yeah. You know, when you told me you're going to ask me that and I look back and I couldn't find the original listing. I do remember it was because we were looking at it was around at that time it was about a hundred thousand dollars a door and it was it was a 16 suite sweeter so I think you know it was probably 1.5 give or take is what they're asking for because it, it was really around a hundred 
you know, $100,000 of doors, what the going rate was, even though nothing was selling, that's what we were trying to get for them. And um, so it was kind of, that's where the realtor came in. It was like, you know, I said, I like this building, but it just, it needs so much work. There's no way I can pay, you know, I figured I could pay like 1.3 or, you know, something, but it was, you know, it was really an unknown. And then she's like, well, let's go in at 1 million. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, wow, okay, let's do it. So we did it. The first offer was for a million dollars cash. And she said they can always, you you can always go up, but you can't go down was kind of her, her uh, philosophy. And I, it was awesome. So so how long was it on the market when you offer? Ah, that I don't know. It it had to have been at least eight months or, or, okay. So it was a long listing. They were ready to sell for sure. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. They had, some property management company was managing it and they were, you know, you could just tell they don't do a good job there. You know, I don't know who does that. You want to badmouth anybody, but they don't run it as well as somebody who's actually owns a building would. So, um, yeah, I don't know how long I'm sorry. I can't give you, but it was definitely for sale for a while because when you repossess a building, the banks take, it takes years, right? So probably those people that used to own it, hadn't owned it for, couple years and it probably took a while to get the title and all that stuff so it had kind of been sitting for quite a while they were right def- so did they accept the one million offer right away or did they no. negotiate with you no no it was good they had our they had a realtor and the realtor came back to my realtor angela and i guess he was kind of like almost didn't even want to come back with the counter. He's like, well, my people said that we need just, you know, like got to have a little bit more than that. It's just a little too low or something. So when they, Angela came back to me and said that, she's like, we got them. Like we know they, they, they just want a little bit more. So we thought, okay. So we offered a million and we added 50,000 just to uh, sweeten the deal with the 50,000. And then that's what did the deal. So I was, I got it for way cheaper than, than what I probably anticipated. anticipated, which it was just the times, and it turned out to be a great thing because renovations costed way more than I thought. <laughs> so you know, uh, it turned out to be you know good, and it was, uh, and there was a whole bunch of stuff to set up there. Like, you, like I need to set up companies. I needed to set up like I, you can't just buy it. You know, you guys probably know that, but you don't buy it personally because of, you know, the legal liabilities and if somebody slips on a sidewalk, they can take your worldwide assets, not just in America, but they can sue you around the world. So it's kind of crazy, the power. But um, anyway, so I hired some lawyers and they cost me a lot of money, but I ended up setting up like four companies and did it, whatever they suggested, because they're experts and, uh, set it up right from scratch and you just touch on something very important you know if you don't know how to do something just hire an expert and let them do their thing yeah it's gonna cost you more up front but it's gonna save you from you know any problems in the future It, it really is a nice luxury to have that money to do that because but you know it takes a while to get to that point you know like the first house you buy you can't hire an expert and you know have the best legal 
people doing it for you. So I don't know what to suggest on your first one, but eventually it's nice to have. Uh, well, but for you, you were already going from having a lot of property in Canada and then now you're setting up something in the U.S. So it's not your country. You need to make sure that it's going to be safe, that your assets are going to be protected. So you, you had to do it that way. For sure, for sure. And, and I'm at the point, I was at the point in my life when I had a lot to lose if I didn't do it right. So uh, I really wanted to cover my bases that way, you know. Absolutely. I mean, when you are buying your first property, not that you don't want to protect it, but you're mortgaging it probably. So yeah. you only own, the only money that is invested on that property is your down payment. If yeah. it was your first property, you only put 3% down. So your risk is so small. Yes. So, you know, if you lose that property, you're going to use, you're going to maybe lose 3% to 20% that you put down. Right. You know, but when you already accumulated a lot of assets, then you are risking a lot more. Yeah. So you got to be more careful. Exactly. Especially, you know, you put a million dollars cash down here and you got your bacon on the line there. <laughs> yeah. So you mentioned that you had to do a lot of renovations. Yes. So what, yeah. what did you do? Uh, you said that there were a couple of apartments that were still rented, but that you had to. Yeah, there was a few. Them. There was a few rented that that were decent, um, and there was a kind of a local property manager couple that was managing the building when I bought it. They they were the local managers, uh, caretakers, I guess you'd call them, more than a manager. But they were leaving basically the minute I I bought it, but. It was kind of cool. They they had a nice community. They actually before I even bought it, I went there and they had like a barbecue in the in the center of the building, and I kind of met some of the people. And um, I always get sidetracked. Sorry, there's lots to say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what was your question again? Sorry. <laughs> um, oh, what type of renovations did you have? Oh, the renovations. Yeah. Okay, back to that. Uh, well, there was two at least two apartments where there was major water coming into the to the, to the apartments. Okay. And it's the way it's set up is it's like a motel type style. So it's not like a stacked unit. So each one has its own roof, like each unit. So if it's leaking in one, it wasn't leaking in the one next door, which is kind of good um, that way. So you could kind of manage it independently and they wouldn't really know that right next door, the roof is basically coming in. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so it needed, it needed that, um, it didn't have, you know, impact windows or doors. It, it uh, had some crumbling, um, um, cinder creek blocks, especially on the ocean side there. It's a little harder. It had, uh, septic problem issues. Um, it had electrical that needed to be upgraded. Um, yeah, it needed a lot of things. Um, a lot of people would probably wonder why you'd want to tackle that, but um, the location was good. And uh, I was going to so, say, location, location, location. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, there had been some people in the building that, that were selling drugs, I guess, before. So a lot of the neighbors were a little hostile, you know, like, who are you and what do you do? Are you going to, you know, and they don't they're not very patient. You know, we started right away. And, and when you came on board, you already noticed a little hostility from the, the local town police, you know, and, and we had done nothing but improve the building. But uh, I do remember we had to get the roof done first and then we did the impact windows. And because it hadn't been painted yet, they were like yelling at you on the phone. I remember that getting the call. 
but you got to do things in, in the right order. So, you know, you, we did the roof first and it was a huge job. The, the bank was actually already starting to do the roof um, before I bought it because they knew it was a problem and they had to fix it because I guess they wanted to protect their assets. So they actually had a contractor lined up uh, that was Mosby Roofing and, and uh, they were just about to sign the deal to get it started and then I bought it so they backed off and then because they were involved I ended up using Mosby Roofing anyways and but we actually did it better because they were just going to the minimum uh, the minimum they weren't going to do a good job and we ended up uh making it better we ended up insulating the ceiling because there was no insulation in the ceiling like you'd stand in the apartment it was like 120 degrees at your head and about you know the air conditioner's cooling your toes off in the middle it was okay so it was really uh, and that's where you know my cousin's an architect and you know you have a lot of skills that way too and I didn't even know you could do that, you know, make a roof with, uh, you know, like a insulation inside, you know, on a flat roof. So uh, I learned something there and that's what we did. We did the roof first and uh, went from there. And it was such a learning curve for me as well, uh, helping you throughout that process. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And besides, I was pregnant eight months. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, excitement. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it was it was such an amazing experience and now seeing the building it's so nice now like you cannot even compare it to the way it was when you bought it yes um, yeah yeah so it it definitely has been a, a great deal so what like going back to the deal what's your yeah. exit strategy for this building are you planning to keep it forever sell it refinance yeah i'll probably sell it when i die basically um i I'm kind of a, a buy and hold real estate investor. Like to me, you go through all the, the hard work of doing it, buying it, finding it, getting it rented out. Like, yeah, you could make a little chunk of change. And and then I don't know, like to me, there's no better in investment than real estate, you know, like, so you, maybe you make a million dollars, you put it in the stock market or whatever. Well, that stock market is going to go down, you know, like, it's going to go up, but it could go down. And, and I like, I like having real assets, you know, like it's, it's uh, people always got a place to live. So, you know, until I get, I guess, real old and I don't want to take the phone call that, you know, you have to take once in a while, but uh, I, I, I don't know. My kids aren't married and gone yet. <laughs> cost me money. So, no, I enjoy I enjoy having it and I enjoy it as an excuse to come down to to Florida. Like Absolutely. So, but but also you didn't yeah. mention and I'm going to mention this. So yeah. once you fixed it up, you went yes. out and got a, a loan. So you got your your in, some of your investment investment out of the deal. Yes, that is that is true and that I I don't like, you know, to me my philosophy, I always want to have more properties. Like you could have one property that's paid for and, and which is good, but I'd rather have borrow some money on that one. And, and I did, I ended up buying a duplex, as you know, across the street with the mortgage money from that building that I was able to finally finance after we got the roof done and the electrical and got it all rented out and got it, you know, in nice shape. So so I did take that money and now I've got two properties in Ocean Ridge that hopefully are going up in value. And uh, um, yeah, I think that's, 
Did I answer your question there? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you are a buy and hold. Buy and hold, yes. Excellent. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I'm going to put some pictures of the property the before and afters because it's just such a big difference for this, this building. <laughs> and uh, yeah. it's dear to my heart because I, I helped you along the process. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's been the last, what, seven, eight years, you know, yeah. that I've been... Uh, helping you with that. Expert tips. All right, awesome. So now uh, we're going to talk about the three tips that you want to give my listeners. And uh, Stacy is going to give us three tips on how to tackle a large project. <laughs> yeah, so this is probably more for somebody who's not like a beginner. You know, you probably want to start with a one or two before you do a big project. But for me, it was a big step. And my tips for somebody else who maybe are ready to do that next big step, you know, like for them is that, you know, it, it was scary as hell, you know, like for me to come to a new place, I didn't know anything about. Um, yeah, it looks great now, but at the time you're like, is this a good idea? <laughs> and, <laughs> And like most people, they all have a spouse and, and, and your spouse may not be as, uh, say, risk uh, tolerant as you are, you know, and, and, and so there's, there's, there's other dynamics that pay up, play other than just the, the money end of things. But back to the tip, it's, 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 um, it's a big, huge thing. And there's so many components to it. Like you've got the legal things, you've got the renovation thing. I didn't even have a property manager. You know, I, I didn't know who I was going to get to run this thing. I didn't even live in the town, you know, like I, you know, and I couldn't, you know, I, I you know, so it, it's like, uh, you just, so my, my cousin, he, 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 he said, he said, I remember like after I bought, I was like, Oh, he just felt this weight. It's like, he said, how do you eat an elephant? And he goes one bite at a time. So it's just like, okay, that's all you got to do. Just one step at a time. Okay, what are we doing today? Okay, we're going to meet the roofer. Okay, what's the next one? Okay, let's find a property manager. I don't know if you know, Annette, but I actually asked Hippie Lady who lived in the building there. You know, we called her. Oh, Hippie. no. To my I, asked her, I asked her to be the property manager to, you know, before I found you. And can you imagine the disaster that would have been if she would have been? Oh, my goodness. This was yeah. a tenant of us that. She ended up screwing us in the end. Sorry, I shouldn't say that. Word. Yeah. She, she, she took off. was okay. a piece of work. <laughs> yeah, but I thought she was okay at the time. So I, anyways. But uh, just don't let it overwhelm you. That's my that's my first step. Okay, uh, tip. The second the second uh, tip is uh, if you're doing renovations, and this is something you know everybody always probably tells you, it's going to cost more than your budget. Okay, even though you you can do your best estimating and you're getting all your prices and the whole deal, well it's going to cost more and it's going to cost, it's going to take you longer than you think. And I think this goes up exponentially with your projects. Cause I mean, I had done four plexes and five plexes before and it takes like a year to do them. Well, this, this thing, I think it finally, I think it was five years when we finally got the thing totally done. We, we ended up having to do a, a septic in the end, which was huge, which was a little, um, but, and it cost me way more money. Like talking numbers, it, I probably spent seven or eight hundred thousand dollars renovating the place, and I thought I would spend three or four hundred thousand. You know, so 
So again, it's a luxury because I was able to find the money or got the money, but you don't want to run out halfway through your project and, and have it almost there. Cause really you're not going to get your money out of it until it's done. You got to get it to button up stage. So make sure you got a little bit extra in reserve. That's, that's my second tip. Um, my third tip is just like, give it a shot. You know, like so many people sit there and, and don't do stuff. And uh, you only live once and you know, sometimes you can't see the end result, but you know what road you got to walk down? Like it's kind of a, so just start walking that way and, and you just got to do it. And the right people will come along. You know, it's almost like, you know, your different videos, like, I don't know, you, you do some research, but just, you got to give it a shot, you know, and, um, and do it, you know, uh, and, and it'll work out, you know, especially if you, and you, It'll make you, you'll work hard. Trust me. You'll, 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 <laughs> you can make it happen. Just go for it. That's, I guess, my, my last tip. So those are my three tips. Absolutely. And I totally agree with you. You know, I yeah. uh, wanted to start investing. And yeah. uh, when Brad, your cousin said, are you interested in managing a property? And yeah. I was pregnant eight months and I'm like, yes. You know, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> Why am, <Yeah. laughs> am I doing this now? And but it was the best decision that I ever made. I learned so much. Yeah. And I wouldn't think of myself doing what I'm doing right now if it wasn't for that mm -hmm. decision that I made of jumping and seeing what it would, you know, where it would take me. Yeah. You know, like you said, start working in that uh, walking in that direction and then see where it goes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because I think a lot of times we want to, you hear a lot of people saying, I want to do this, I want to do that. And then you see them a year later and they are like, I want to do this, I want to do that. But they never took the time to just do one step right. towards that thing that yeah. they want to do. Yeah. Yeah. So you, don't, you don't get any, anything without working hard. And, and you can't be afraid to, to get your hands dirty, you know, physically and philosophically. Like, like I'm still cleaning toilets and you know like I'm still in the trenches I'm still dealing with asshole tenants that are there's always one or two you know and and yeah there's there's some bad things but you know even if you own a 7-eleven or whatever you're in whatever business maybe you work for a company there, there's always people always say oh isn't it terrible you get all these bad tenants yeah but it doesn't matter what you do or what business you're in there's always drawbacks you know and for me to be able to work for yourself and to get 100% of the, of the benefit of, of 100% of your work to me is, is, is the best thing for, for you that then, you know, but you know, it, it depends on your temperament too. Like some people like to make sure they have their, their check every month and they got to know that their bills are going to be paid. And you don't know that. Like when you do stuff like this, you don't know that you're putting it all on the line. Like you might have to cash advance your visas right to the top <laughs> just to get the job done. And, uh, and that's when you start going that way, that's, you got to finish it. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. To me, you know, doing that big jump was to, you know, like I said, I was pregnant eight months and I didn't really want to go back to work right away. Yeah. And you know, I just had, you know, I was having a baby and I wanted to spend time with my baby and, you know, being able to do that work from home and yeah. at my own time, my own schedule. And you were really flexible with me. 
right. as long as I did what I had to do, it didn't matter when I did yeah. it. Yeah. So, you know, I was able to even go with the baby when the baby yeah. was napping. I had my stroller there. I had my, you know, my carrier for the baby. And, you know, I just got the stuff done. But it allowed me to, to stay at home for nine months uh, yeah. before I went back to an office. Yeah. So um, that's some of the advantages that real estate or working by yourself, uh, for yourself, allow you to do. Definitely. The flexibility is, is huge. Uh, that you, you know, and there's a lot of things. There's one other thing I wanted to mention is that it takes a long time to be successful in real estate, like to actually make some money, like it, but you're, it's, it's guaranteed. You know what I mean? It's kind of like the slow road to wealth, you know? And if you think you're going to go in and you're going to make a whole bunch of money in two or three years, you might, the odd person does, but it's been my experience that you got to be in this for like 20 years you know, at least, and then you really see the benefits. It's almost like that snowball effect, you know, it just gets better and better. And um, so you got to kind of be prepared for the long haul. Yeah. Especially if you're doing uh, buy and hold, uh, which yes. is what, yeah. what you do and what I do, uh, yes. you know, because the properties eventually are going to, you know, get more value and that's when you're going to, and, and the rent prices are going to go up. Yep. So, you are going to have appreciation and then more cash flow. So, you know, with the years, that's going to improve for sure. Um, But I agree. A lot of people think that, you know, why are you not making a million dollars? It's been a year. Well, it's, it's a slow game. Long time. Yeah. Yeah. And another thing I just jumping around, but if another tip I would have is I'm not a big fan of, of, uh, condominiums like if you're going to buy something own the dirt you know what i mean because i've been in it long enough that after 20 years or something houses do wear out but you can build new ones or but it's the dirt that really good to own you know they they can always build more condos you know what i mean and then they and then you got an old condo and really doesn't go up that much so i would tend to say get something that has actual land you know yeah so buy the land not just you know even though you know the building pays it but if you're in for long haul don't 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 bother with a condo oh and i you know i you know i hate condos right (laughs) i didn't know that i do not yeah i do not buy condominiums either hoas i hate hoas um you know they have the power to do changes yeah and to uh, do assessments and there's nothing you can do like even we live in a uh in um it's a house but mm-hmm. it, there is an HOA, but it's very minimal. But they still, you know, send us a letter about our dead palm yeah. tree on the backyard. Yeah. I have a month to, yeah. to take it down. Yeah. And, you know, I will take it down, but I don't really need to have uh, somebody telling me uh, that I have a certain amount of time to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, agree. I totally agree with that. All right, Stacy, this has okay. been so nice. I okay. am so excited that um, came to share your experience and your knowledge with everybody. And uh, so that everybody, when I talk about my mentors, uh, yeah. you know, you and Brad have been my, ne- my mentors for the last, you know, seven years and I am eternally grateful for. So thank you for uh, sharing this with well, me. It's a pleasure working with you and thanks for the opportunity. It's been great. All right. Great. Bye guys. Thank you for watching. Yeah. Okay. 
This was Real Estate Deal Closers with Annette Talee, brought to you by Talee Investments. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. Our goal is to provide amazing value on your real estate journey. Connect online at www.taleeinvestments.com where you can find this episode and more. Did you like this episode? Subscribe, like, and share.